All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ann and Ev podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Evan Transu. And I'm Anna Crescitelli. We're back for the first episode of the new year, 2020. All right, super excited. Um, me and Ann both feel definitely this is going to be just a really powerful year. Definitely seems like there's a lot of shift in society right now in terms of consciousness, in terms of what people are prioritizing. So um, I don't really, I'm not like a huge New Year's resolution guy by any means. I always set goals for myself, but it's not, you know, I don't like to just stick it to that date. Um, but I really do think that there's a shift um, that happens every single year. And I'm really looking forward to the one um, that happens in 2020. So I as you guys, <laughs> hell yeah, as you guys know, we talk all things holistic health, spirituality, and things that we just think you know, need to be talked about um, in this world. Um, and Anne had a good idea for this particular podcast. And it was kind of, we're still trying to figure out exactly how to verbalize this in one clear sentence. But the basic idea is, you know, talking about, I would almost even call this like a substance abuse culture. I feel like there's such an expectation um, to be going out and not only like, it's one thing that there's an expectation to be going out and drinking, right? Like a lot of mm-hmm. older, older adults have that even in their forties and fifties. But then there's like this thing that our generation has in our twenties and whatever. And it's like, okay, not only do we go out and we do these things, we go out to like get messed up. It's like, we're taking it to the next level. Right. Yeah. Um, so I know that maybe you've had a few experiences lately um, or just you were thinking about it lately, at least, which kind of wanted you to talk about this topic. You know, I love it. But um, I'd rather let you kind of start it off um, and just kind of explain, like, maybe what your thoughts are on it or what we're getting into. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to go through this without saying um a million times because I lose my train of thought constantly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that growing up, I mean, Evan, you were definitely, you had a totally different um kind of upbringing around alcohol than I did I think that you definitely were more willing at in the beginning to drink and things like that I grew up personally with Joe and Stacy Crescitelli who were not fucking around and if they ever caught me drinking I would honestly I would get beat <laughs> not literally but they would they would you know I'd be grounded you know that wasn't very light for them um so I think I was always, ne- I was never the kid really drinking. I started drinking kind of a lot, not frequently, but when I would drink, I would drink a lot, probably when I was about 17 or 18. Um, I remember at prom weekend, I was completely wasted the whole time. Um, my one friend had gotten me super, super drunk off of Vlad, um, which is disgusting um, if anybody drinks that, it's disgusting. And then kind of left me to go party. I mean, you know, we were young. We were being stupid. I remember just I was passed out on the laundry room floor and then someone came and found me. And they were just like, what happened, man? I'm like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I don't know what happened. And um, yeah, I, that's kind of those were my early experiences with alcohol. And I feel that. I was always kind of a goody two shoes and I never really got into that stuff because I was, I didn't want to disappoint my parents. I respect them. And I felt, you know, I just didn't want to deal with the outcome of being, you know, in in trouble and things like that. Um, So I was never really a lover of it to begin with. And um, fast forward a little later, probably when I was 18 and 19, I 
could drink a lot, I would, you know, take shots and do stuff like that. And I think I had this image in my head of, you know, you're not fun at the party unless you're the one bringing it and you're wasted and you're drinking and taking shots and doing all of that. And as I'm getting old, not old, but older, um, I definitely hate taking shots. I hate drinking so much that my stomach is killing me and I want to throw up I mean I never really threw up from drinking but you you know that feeling of when you just want to die you're like oh man this is not good and you've surpassed that point and I just feel that you know right now it's like everybody wants to be sick from drinking it's not like a fun little social outing where we can all hang out and enjoy each other it's like no I want to get wasted yeah like that's the goal is to like throw up and it's like where did you get or black yeah or blackout I know a lot of it comes from college because you know once you're out of high school you go to college and you're that's your first taste of freedom away from your parents and I mean I didn't go to typical college and neither did you nope so couldn't pay me couldn't pay me yeah I mean no we didn't really have that but I remember I would see my friends and they would come home from college and then they would just keep drinking more and I would worry because I'm like oh well that's a lot of alcohol and a lot of substance and I'm just the type of person where I wonder when it gets to the point where can we have fun without substance right and that's well said and for me um just so because I know you obviously know more of my story but just to put it in perspective for people out there um the honest the dead honest truth of the matter is I was the last person in my friend group to try weed, to try alcohol, um, mm-hmm. any of those things. I actually, I, I'm not justifying anything, um, but I truly believe for me, the run in I had with depression, not really anxiety, but specifically depression um, is what led me to letting down those boundaries that I once had and not really caring anymore. Um, I did just want to feel something different. I was making stupid decisions. I, I wasn't really thinking uh, long term anymore and I became this person who at one point honestly I probably would would have been one of those people who never drank a sip of alcohol till 21 and then yeah no I developed a huge issues with substances and it kind of comes full circle because you know after high school I tried to get a little better and, and really get my stuff together I, I haven't been perfect um, but over the last several years I mean I've only averaged you know drinking or doing something like that a few times a year thankfully mm-hmm. and then recently in the last six months I finally just said to myself um you know I committed to sobriety and the reason I did that was because I'm like okay for me personally you know you never wanted to do that to beginning with to begin with mm-hmm. you allowed it in because of these mental health issues the mental health issues are gone why are you uh, holding on to this habit like you have to do it once or twice a year and grant you was always like family stuff it was fun whatever but i'm like you don't even want to be doing this you've never wanted to do it so Mm. what are you holding on to and that's when i finally pulled the trigger and just said you know what i'm going back to what i know is right for me personally um and that's you know committing to sobriety Mm. and for most people um i don't think that's necessary or even something they want to do i think you could be a totally healthy and happy and mentally healthy person and not have to be sober your whole life. I, I don't think no. that's necessarily the case. I think the line that we're drawing here is like, okay, between that extreme and the other extreme of let's get blacked out every weekend, let's, you know, be throwing up everywhere in the Uber or whatever. Um, like, what's creating that? Like, what do you think has caused this to become a thing? Um, I think, I mean, alcohol is a 
medieval substance when you think about it it's been around forever it's con i mean you know think about it it's in the bible it's in any religion it's in um you know you i mean you see it in paintings from the time of the renaissance and things like that and um i think people have always struggled with it i think there's a difference between enjoying your life and you know we were talking about this in the last podcast about balance and you know you don't want to be too extreme to the point where you're not doing anything that you enjoy or you're not drinking anything because you feel like you have to um you know unless that you absolutely do have to be sober and you know you are an alcoholic and you're claiming sobriety because it's important for your safety at that point but I mean for the average human being that's not um addicted you know I think it's fine and I think there's a difference between getting blacked out and being drunk I mean I've been drunk and I've had great times with my friends that I remember and we're laughing and we're having fun but there are times where I can I feel that do we have to take 10 shots to have fun do we have to be you know swallowing drinks like they're freaking you know like it's um, fruit juice like a Capri Sun people are sometimes people are like drink 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 more and I'm a slow drinker and um, if you guys know me you know that I much prefer smoking um, to drinking but I also I don't do hard drugs I will not try hard drugs um, for multiple personal reasons and um, I just think that nowadays I think it's too dangerous to do things like, oh, one try and we'll just see how it goes. Um, Things are very different now than they were, you know, in the 70s when, you know, my mom talks about how even um, certain drugs are not cut with the things they are cut with now and people are not dying. And I think we're getting to a point where why do we need all this substance to feel good? And yet when we're off the substance, our soul and our mental stability are so off. And I'm wondering, Ev, when you were feeling so low, when you snapped out of it and you realized this does not make me feel better because people know that it doesn't make them feel better, I think, and they keep going. And I think sometimes even the party aspect um, comes home with people from college and it gets worse. And I think that honestly, you can be an alcoholic when you're 18 at college and it doesn't have to be, you know, something that you struggle with when you're older I think sometimes people associate alcoholics with people who are more um maturely aged and things like that but I think that honestly it's become such an issue that kids not even just kids because I mean I'm still a kid but people are just drinking so much doing so many drugs numbing themselves to the point where you don't want to feel things and you don't want to deal with things and I think that you're supposed to feel and you don't have to be so drunk off of any of these things you know right and that's exactly where i was hoping this would go because that's what i think the main issue is because yes you're absolutely right first of all not only has alcohol and things been mentioned in things like the bible specifically people being drunk you know i think they call it drunkards um Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. bible or whatever and you know so you have these things yes people have been doing this for a long time as long as there's been drugs or substances human beings have been abusing them no doubt um i think we're seeing a wider scale though i think even when i talked to my parents and they were not drinkers by any means um but they said the things that i'm describing 
going on in our generation is much different than what they were seeing in their generation when people went to college and things like that. Like, yes, of course, people got, you know, drunk and stuff. No, she said, I did not really hear about people getting blacked out three, four days out of the week and doing that for, you know, Mm -hmm. a year or two straight, if not a little more until they just can't take it anymore. Um, And I think this comes from it's, it's really actually appropriate for what me and you are all about and for what this podcast is about, because this has a lot to do with the state of our health. I think, I think it has to do with the fact that people don't feel good. I think our brains and our biochemistry is more screwed up than ever before. And these are quick highs. They're fast, they're easy, and we're able to escape the things um, that we're dealing with, whether we realize it or not. Mm -hmm. And I look at my own life and I'm pretty much a case study of that, right? Like I'm my own anecdotal experience is the perfect example. Well, I felt like crap. So I just wanted something to escape. And then eventually, thank God, you know, I was lucky enough to find healing and find recovery for myself. And now I don't want to do those things anymore. And again, I I think I'm a little more, even before I considered myself in the minority, there is absolutely some friends that I had growing up and some people that I witnessed. Um, Again, guys, I'm not out here. I really, you know, as a 24 year old myself, it's not like I'm some old man. No, I really don't think it's wise for any teenager to be um, you know, abusing substances in any way, but I also don't live under a rock and I know it's going to happen. Um, there was friends that I had that did that solely because they are just curious people. And, mm-hmm. you know, some of the things they did, ah, did it once, didn't really like it, never did it again. Right. There, there is a difference between the escapism and then the genuine curious personalities. Um, and what I'm getting at is I was not a curious personality. Again, I was about as far on the other end as you could be. Um, I hated feelings of being out of control. I'm still not a huge fan of feelings of being out of control. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much what substances, especially alcohol, um, that's what they do. And yeah. so for me, I know it was an escape. Um, and I don't think I'm just projecting when I say a lot of people are doing that. I think, you know, we see this all the time. Um, and I think it's sad to me that that's the route that we've decided to take. Because, you know, we try it once and we're dealing with all this stuff. And we're like, oh, my God, like, again, it's not a conscious conversation, right? Uh, But it's almost subconscious. And we're like, whoa, like, this worked. This was pretty easy. Um, It's not like you feel great, but you feel a little better than you did before. And I think that's sad. And, um, you know, we've lost, um, you know, friends because of that. I've lost friends literally. And just, you know, I can't talk to them anymore because of that type of stuff. And that's what's sad to me. So what do you think is like? I mean, I know this kind of all comes back down to the health stuff we talk about, but like, what is the solution to this? Like, how do we get the average 20 something year old to stop making the weekend just be a one blacked out 48 hour period? Well, I think it's a couple things. I think, um, I forget who said this. It was some celebrity, not someone super famous, but I was watching an interview with her and she said something that was very interesting to me. She said, I wonder why so many people are constantly out celebrating nothing. She goes, because you're out at the bar every weekend getting drunk and spending all this money. She's like, but what are you celebrating? Are you just going out to have fun? Or are you actually celebrating something? She says, I think it would be, if it was something tied more around a celebration, I think people would appreciate it more. Basically, I think that's what she was trying to get at. Um But I think also tying in with the mental health part of it, I mean, Evan, listen to the music that we listen to. Listen to the way people talk to each other about substance and how it's almost romanticized. Um, I found many moments 
on the internet and even um, in music where it's complete ro- completely romanticized or praised, you know, in a lot of rap, it's constantly talking about, you know, doing Molly, doing lean, doing this drug, doing, you know, shooting this shit or doing that and snorting that. I mean, it's just a lot. And young kids are listening to this. And naturally, your favorite rapper is singing about this. Who isn't going to want to try it? And I'm not saying that that it's all to blame on music because, you know, even in, you know, metal from the freaking 80s, they're talking about it and stuff like that. But I'm just saying, (laughs) I think that's one of the things i don't think people realize how much music has an effect on them um and i mean i listen to it too but i'm aware of it when i hear lines like that being blurted out and things like that you have to realize no that's not cool it's not cool to be getting completely fucked up all the time and you're not even a human being you're all fucked up and you're messed up and i mean i've seen it up close with drug addiction and drug abuse and it's not it's not cool. It's not something to be romanticized. And I just think that I wish more people knew that because I mean, I've, I mean, Evan, we've lost people. Friends have gone old and young. Um, and I just had, um, someone on my street pass away from alcoholism. And it's just so upsetting to me because I just feel like, what can we do to put that in place for people but I think it all comes down to where you are mentally in your head and knowing that it's okay to just sit and breathe through it or call your friend and get some support don't be constantly going out when it comes to the abusing side of it and I think sometimes it's hard to to get to the side of alcohol more than drugs because I think people make drugs you know they really highlight how dangerous it is but alcohol is dangerous too i mean more people i i believe more people die from alcohol than drugs um but it's not highlighted as much because the war on drugs is currently happening not it's never going to be the war on alcohol because alcohol is so easily accessible and it's everywhere and people love it of all ages and you know it's part of people's daily routines you come home you have a glass of wine you come home you have a beer after a long day Um, but when does it start to get to be too much? And my heart goes out to the people that have had to deal with, you know, watching a husband drink too much or watching their kid, you know, having to get the call that your kid's been blacked out and is, you know, getting their stomach pumped at the hospital. I don't really know what the solution is, but I do know that surrounding yourself with things that make you feel good naturally and going outside and, you know, saying no to people when they're trying to get you to drink more. I mean, that's something that I've learned, which is, you know, you don't always have to give in to peer pressure when people are saying, why aren't you drinking? You should be drinking more. I just say, I don't really want to drink anymore. Um, And I don't apologize for it, which is something I'm working on. But, you know, I think that's important because I know that you do that too. You don't apologize for not wanting to drink. But I think it's funny that we're in such a society where it's so... um, pushed on people not even just pushed but it's so it's just like this fun thing and nobody gets hurt from it because it's just alcohol and you know everybody drinks alcohol whereas you know someone like you or me where we really aren't huge drinkers you know it's funny that we feel that we have to apologize in that situation um even though we shouldn't have to apologize because 
it's just so normalized where it's like, oh, you don't like to drink? Well, why, like, why don't you like to drink? That's so strange. And you just go, well, why do you like to drink so much? You know, flip it on them because... Right, and they've never really it's thought crazy. about it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, don't you think that we should not have to apologize or even tell people the reasoning as to why um, you don't want to drink or why you're sober right now? Or, you know, say, I'll just have water. Or I'll just have one drink. Tonight. You know, people, I almost feel like sometimes people get offended by it. And I don't know, it's just a little social observation that I've been doing. Um, I think that's part of the reason why I don't like to drink so much is because I am super heightened emotion person and super empathetic. And I just feel like that heightens everything for me. And I get really like, whoo, I'm just like, what is going on? I'm right in the middle of all this energetic stuff. And I just feel like (laughs) I'm I'm like, I'm ready to go home. I don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm totally crazy normally. And that's my problem. I just become even crazier. You know, you got me (laughs) climbing God knows what building or something like that. I remember Uh, your crazy drinking times. (laughs) Yeah, like it's just and so that's the thing. I love what you said about like the music. And of course, that can be generalized as media and stuff romanticizing it. Um, And wow, we sound like old people. It is so funny. But I mean, it's the damn truth, man. Like, I just I the songs that I know by heart still, I'm like, dude, what were you listening to? Like, what is this? Like, No, but the you, thing you, is, too, I mean, you can listen to that and still enjoy it. Like, of, of I course, always... Of well, yeah, and I mean, I everyone laughs at me because I still... Everyone knows how much I fucking love Mac Miller, and I love him, and I always loved him and adored him, and I thought he was so freaking great. And many times he mentions his drug abuse and things like that, or um, I'm trying to think of another rapper who really talks about it. Um, I can't think, but you know, you hear it and it's fine. Like it's fine. But as long as you're aware, I'm not saying for people to cut out, um, their music playlists and completely throw it all out the window. No, just be aware. Be like, all right, well, they're talking about this, but I don't need to do that to be cool. I just don't like the idea of people peer pressuring their friends or, um, things like that. Or even just saying like, oh, do you want to try this? Um, I've been hand, I've been offered drugs or lots of different you know or people you know buying me drinks so I've been like I don't want another drink any people buy me drink I to me I feel that's crossing a boundary line see that one I will really give you is when they're like doing that kind of stuff encouraging it because yeah that says a lot more about them to me than it does about myself or someone like you and Mm -hmm. I yeah I hate that type of stuff and for me, I mean, yeah, of course, you don't have to delete that type of music from your life. Um, but in a way, that general concept has been a strategy for me. Um, I think it's my mom all the time is like, oh, you're so disciplined. And I'm like, I'm not just going on an ego trip saying that. I don't really consider myself a particularly disciplined person. I consider myself very good at removing temptation. Oh, how do you mm-hmm. stop drinking and commit to sobriety? Well, I, I really don't hang around people who get drunk. Like, that's just not something I do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I live in um, a house with a few other friends right now. Like, they go, they went out on, like, New Year's Eve. That was about it. You know, Jake doesn't drink at all. Uh, Jake's one of my roommates. Um, you know, he doesn't really drink or do anything like that at all. So it's easy. You know, how do I not watch TV at all normally? I don't own a TV. So it's mm-hmm. pretty, when you remove temptation from your life, you know, it, it seems like you're a really disciplined person. Um, but that's the only way to do it for me because I have accepted that, you know, I might be strong in a lot of ways, but as much as I'd love to believe, you know, I'm committed and I'm so into this sobriety thing. That's awesome. If you put me around someone that's getting drunk every single day, that's a friend of mine or family member of mine, I'm, I'm 
sorry, I hate to admit this, I'm probably going to lose eventually. So I don't try to fight that. That's that's mm-hmm. hard. Why would I try to do that? I just remove the problem um, and it makes it a little easier. So, yeah, I don't know if maybe for an extreme addict, I don't know. I don't think music would be something that would be crazy like that. Um, but it is. I mean, it has a powerful effect. I know that for sure because think about, I mean, it's a side topic, but think about what it does for people even with like relationships or whatever, you know? Like if I put on sad music, you got me like missing a seventh grade girlfriend that I dated for like two weeks. And you're like, mm-hmm. dude, like it changes your whole state, you know? And you're like, what the hell yeah. just happened? Um, and it, I think it definitely has an effect. Um, and I know it does because, the positive has the opposite effect, right? If I'm always listening to stuff that I try to listen to, uh, more positive mm-hmm. educational stuff, I watch how that changes me. Um, so I think maybe, you know, because me and you are really just going back and forth with this, which I love, but I- I'd like to give or maybe some insight when we can. Um, and I think, you know, the conclusion I've come to just having this conversation so far is the biggest thing that I think people need to be is just conscious of it. Um, I really Mm -hmm. don't think people are consciously aware of why they feel the need to be doing the things that they're doing um, in terms of, you know, drinking to the amount that they're drinking or Mm -hmm. doing these drugs in excessive amounts. Um, I don't think anyone really stops and thinks, Hey, why am I doing this? Do I want to be doing this? Um, And you can just ask yourself those two honest questions. Um, I, I don't think everyone's going to like the answers to be honest. I agree. And I'm not saying that, and you know, this conversation is not to put us above anybody or to make anybody feel crappy or anything like that. But I really think that the one thing that people need to understand is humans are so adaptable to their surroundings and what they intake. And people don't really tap into that part of themselves. But Evan, I think you know what it feels like when you're, inner being and your soul is good and happy and when you're intaking things that are meaningful to you and you are listening to your inspiring music and for me and for me too I mean when you're working out and you're doing all these things and you're on the right path and you're speaking and doing the things that you love to do you know I think people don't realize you know it can be toxic sometimes to be in that environment where you're trying to just make a decision that's best for you. And then sometimes you feel that you're being peer pressured and people aren't listening to your, to your wishes of, Hey, I don't really want to drink much tonight. I think that's where a lot of it comes in. I think a lot of people drink to be cool. I think it gets out of hand. I think that's just the basic way of how humanity goes. Sometimes I think the ego takes over, you do it to have fun. Then you start to feel like oh well maybe I should be going out and doing it um to be cool especially when you know you're coming out of high school and I think definitely I struggled with that at one point I was like oh well drinking's fun drinking's cool um and I think people do that with drugs too you know you go to music festivals and it's like well this is what we do you know you can you can do all these crazy um things like acid and and for me personally you know i know for myself look i'm not a person that could fucking do acid because i would probably right, lose right. my damn mind but um and that's okay if people want to try stuff but i think when you have to rely on it and when we're so in this party culture and we are seeing it every day on um the internet and we're hearing about it and people are telling us crazy stories and then you go to the bar and you see people all getting wasted i mean i think it's just 
the best advice that I can give, which I'm practicing this year, is putting up those boundaries. And if people don't want to respect your boundaries and not hang out with you because of it, then that's on them and it's not on you, you know? What are you going to say? I Because there have been so many times where I've even broke my own boundary line to please somebody who wants me to drink or because I feel that I'm being too boring at a party and I should be getting... I should be the fun person and be drinking and having all these things happen. And um, I don't know, I'm trying to break free from that. Cause I think that when you put up your boundaries and you let people know, this is what I want. It is nothing to do with you. This is for me. Then people will start to maybe not feel the need to do stuff like that. Um, and then of course, you know, we could get into a whole other topic of just people who do it for mental health reasons where they just feel low, they don't want to feel things anymore and they just start numbing themselves with the substance. Um, but that's a whole other topic. This is just kind of more of the side of, do we need to get blacked out every time we're going out? We could probably (laughs) do like five, five other, um, episodes on this because it's so much to talk about. Right. And that's what's been fun, um, you know, as we get this podcast rolling is just like we have a lot of things that, you know, we do these like foundational or, um, you know, kind of like first level podcasts, more introductory, I guess, is the word I was looking for. Um, but I did like a lot of the things you said there. The first thing that you said was, you know, how this isn't meant to, you know, by any means, like condemn anyone or anything like that. And yeah, for, for sure. Like, I, I always have to work on that because I feel like I come across, especially my tone when I get like passionate about something. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little more serious. And I am being serious, but at the same time, it's like my goal is always, always, always like I want people to live a better life. Like that's like my mission. If you could summarize my mission Mm -hmm. behind everything that I do, it's literally so that humans can have like a better experience and live a better life. Like that's what me, I think I'm trying to do more than anything. Um, And to me, what I see is 80, 90% of people who are doing these types of things do not actually want to be doing them. And they're living a lesser quality life because of it. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, that's just, I'm not afraid um, to say that. So I like that you recognize that though. Um, and then, yeah, just the fact that, yeah, we could go into a million other directions <laughs> with this, um, but we kind of went a little, this was a little funnier podcast. Cause I know we're going to wrap it up soon, but we went a little more ranty and um, rambly, but I think there are uh, a few golden nuggets in there. If you search them a little bit, um, I think the main point is, you know, Oh, that's what I wanted to say. We got to be ourselves too. And that's the only way that you could possibly, well, you'll remember this from learning about this from IIN. You know, what did they say about when you had a bad diet and you wanted to try to get someone to eat better, right? What did you do? You crowded out, you crowded out the bad by adding in the good. And so that's like the first major step is like, okay, maybe you are someone that is more aware of this. And you're like, all right, you know what? I know I don't want to be doing this. And I go do this every single weekend. That's not me. Like, that's not really what I want to be doing. Well, if you haven't figured out who the hell you are yet and what you stand for, then you can't crowd out that kind of area of your life that doesn't serve you with the other stuff. That's good. And I was just recording a podcast episode um, for my other uh, thing that I do with before um, we just did this here. And the woman that I had on, uh, she was talking about, you know, it's a mental health podcast. She's talking about uh, things that she did as coping mechanisms. And we did some more technical stuff. And then we just did general stuff. And at the end, she was kind of saying how, you know, I do all this stuff. 22-year-old girl saying, I, you know, I, I do yoga. I meditate. I draw. Yada, yada, yada. This, that, and the next thing. And, like, that's just her thing, man. Like, she's mm-hmm. like, all right, I like this. I'm going to go do that because it makes me happy. And those are the things I want to actually do. 
Um, and I related to her so much on that level. Like I do a lot of things that people I feel like look at as weird sometimes. Like, you know, in the summer, okay, I know you don't look at this as weird because you expect this out of me now, but it's like <laughs> biking to Kimberton in the middle of summer. It's like a 30-mile round-trip bike ride. I don't know why, man. I like doing that. I think it's fun. Other people are like, dude, that sucks. I don't care. Like, I'm going to go do that because it's fun to me. Um, mm -hmm. And I think until we figure out who we are as individuals and what we like and what we stand for, um, and again, that's, I, I think that's a little different than the mental health stuff even, but more than anything, our generation has this complete lack of identity. I don't think if I go up to the street and ask John Smith, hey, John Smith, who is like John? Like, who are you? I, I don't think we can answer that question at all. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I agree with you. It's just one of those things where some people love to go out and party and not care and not give a damn. And they like to work whatever job they can find or whatever they went to school for their major in which is great you know yep but i think why do, why can't we take it a step further um where is the deepness i i love having deep conversations with people i love being able to like what you said i've talked to people about who they really are and what goes on in their head and their brain and talking about topics that are meaningful and sometimes i think that we I think that's one of the biggest things for me is when we're all out at the bar and we're wasted like that, I don't think that that really comes to light as much. And I kind of wish that it, it did, you know? Yes. And that's, you know, I think I've told you before, that's my number one problem and why I think I've only been to a bar twice for all of, I mean, literally a total of probably 90 minutes throughout all of that. Like both of those experiences combined. I just, you know me, like I immediately want to jump into something deeper. I want to talk about what we're working on, what our goals are, how we can progress. And mm -hmm. I get that that's probably a little much for everyone all the time. So I try and to... that's health coach of everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, I try to chill out with it a little bit sometimes, but you know, I can't, I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, I just, mm -hmm. I don't enjoy that personally. And again, that's me. Um, so, you know, it's just, I really wish people would find out who they are and then kind of go from there. Um, and if we did that, that's the last thing I'll say on it. If we did that, then I do think about 50% to maybe even 90% of that bar would clear out this weekend. But that's just my personal health coach of opinion. And I will leave it at that. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I think it's really <laughs> great, valid points. And to just feel good in the world is so important. Um, we've all had our bad times. But I really think that we're all in this phase right now of using substance a lot. And like I said before, you know, I like to smoke. I'll have some drinks every now and again, but I think really being able to let your conscience be your guide. And if you're not the type of person where you don't want to do that, don't feel pressured to do those things. Or especially, I can't stress this enough, you know, even trying drugs, like don't let people push you into trying that. Um, it's not a joke. <laughs> it's more serious than ever. And more people are passing away from it. And I just think that I wanted to talk about it because I really felt like it's important to speak on it. I don't think enough people really speak on it. You know, we kind of delve into it a little bit, but especially with alcohol, I don't think people realize the seriousness of the drink in your hand. You know, you have to be aware and careful and um, protect yourself and make sure that you're aware. And that's all I got to say. Bam.
Right. So we will um, let us know if you guys would like to hear more about this type of stuff in the future. I think this is unfortunately something that gets a lot of attention because um, it's all too important to a lot of us. But I know I'm pretty tired. I know you were pretty tired before we even started. And I'm not really sure if we're making too much sense or repeating ourselves at this point. So um, (laughs) I'm going to hope that whatever we said was good. Usually there's some magic when we start get going. So um, hopefully a little bit of that was in there tonight. But do you have anything else um, for this particular episode because I'm personally I'm pretty much good yeah I'm good too alright awesome guys thanks for tuning in to the first episode of the year 2020 um, we'll be back next week with probably a completely different topic but we're not too far from now about a month month and a half we're going to be looking to get a lot more guests on if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast and you think you have something to say or you're doing something that is involved with the things that we stand for you know more holistic health spirituality or just you know, things that we need to see changed in the world. Uh, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to have you on. Um, but you've been listening to the Ann and Ev podcast, and we are signing out. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, guys.